0: Welcome back to "When Bad Things Happen to Good People, the podcast about censorship and the arts. My name's Todd Sullivan. Joining me again is Peter Amin. Hello, hello. And once again, we welcome Ayla Amin to the show as a guest. Hello. And today we are talking about the third volume of Heartstopper by Alice Osman. guys it's so good to see you yeah it's been a little while so glad, we, glad we're been getting to hang summer, out again yeah. it's, we've not been
1: able to get together to do this yeah lots of vacation and travels and that kind of stuff and it's sometimes hard to to find some time to get together but glad we get to see you Todd and yeah. uh and get to hang out and talk about volume three
2: yeah
0: yeah really uh it's been it's been an interesting ride so far with this book um some ups and downs, some changes, some growth.
1: Yeah. And, and this, this book is where things kind of take a serious or a more serious turn, I guess. In, they in, start in the story, to. Right. We start to branch out into some other uh, topics of note. Uh, yes. You know, so we'll, we'll kind of go through that in this book. And yeah, definitely as they, uh, you know, Nick and Charlie get more into their relationship and learn more about each other, there's, there's some, maybe a bit of darkness there. So yeah, we'll get into that.
0: Yeah um so to just dive into the book i guess um we open with kind of a a previously on section um i think we did something similar to this at the beginning of volume two but in this one there's like a couple of journal entries from the characters that get us up to speed on what's happened in the the previous volumes uh and then the start of the book is uh charlie's mom signing a permission form for a trip to Paris.
1: Yeah. So that that's going to be, I think, the prominent uh, theme of the book is uh, going to Paris, going to a different location uh, on a school trip, um, which is, I think it takes place essentially after the end of the school year. So it's kind of like a summer in between mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of school trip and uh, and then what happens on that trip with, uh, with all the people that are there and, you know, how that changes relationships. So
2: Perry, <laughs> yes,
0: and it's it's a somewhat big deal too because there's there's going to be a little bit less supervision, right? This is this is going to be a sort of a, an opportunity for kids to the well, I shouldn't say kids; these you know these teenagers, these becoming men people to you know branch out and experience things without having a parental unit around monitoring them at all times. In the city of love, in the <laughs> so, city of yeah. love,
2: poor poor Mister Farouk. You know, <laughs> he, he was the most troubled. The other one, Mr. He, I...
0: he did
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the permission slip is signed.
0: Yep. So he's obviously going to be going. Yep.
1: Nick's going as well.
2: Obviously.
0: And at this point, Charlie basically um, confesses to uh, his parents that he and Nick are dating. That's right. Right.
2: Yeah, and they're like, what? Oh, I mean, didn't assume, but okay.
1: Well, you know, they have the comment of well, he's sportish and laddish, laddish, so, yeah, laddish, whatever. Laddish, he's a little, he's a real lad. He's so a real lad. That's surprised at that,
0: but uh, you know, they immediately ban him from sleepovers. They immediately <laughs> ban him from sleepovers. No more hanky panky, and guys. Uh, no no hanky panky. Um, I think it was it. Is it the sister that pops up and says, "Stop saying hanky panky." Yep.
2: Yeah, Tori. Yeah, yeah. Tori. she
0: she always appears and is like, "Stop
2: saying hanky panky."
0: Um. And then I think there's a flashback there to...
1: Well, yeah, Charlie kind of tells, I think, his
0: parents that Nick has to his his mom. mom. And then there's the flashback to the conversation that Nick has with Charlie about that. Because we saw the conversation with the mom at the end of Volume 2. Yeah, that's right. But then we see the conversation that Nick and Charlie have about that.
1: Yeah, so it's it's Nick's first step um, in terms of kind of coming out and, and telling people about his bisexuality, uh, you know, his conversation with his mom. And now he's, he's the flashback is him telling Charlie all about it and Charlie's all excited. And, you know, then they start to discuss like, are, you know, are you ready to tell more people maybe? And uh, yeah, that's uh, kind of uh, Nick taking his first steps there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess it's the next day at school, or later that day at school, and uh, and Charlie is again, again talking to Nick and, and tells Nick that he's banned from sleepovers. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a little bit, I think, of innuendo and blushing between them as there's this kind of conversation about like what they could get up to during a sleepover.
1: Yeah, there's these, like, side eyes that they make at each other. Like, would we do that? Or, yeah. you know, they're very innocent, these two, right? Yeah, you but know?
0: there's, you know, there's awareness going on, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, to me, the, one of the, the the big threads in this book, for me, was this this constant kind of, they're all very aware of sex as an unspoken thing that's going on between them, that they're trying to re- keep unspoken even though they're both i think feeling that attraction, that attraction yeah. right and there's it's almost like an undercurrent throughout this whole volume yeah
1: i mean i think we see there's a later conversation in the book where they kind of talk about that in a little more detail and you know they they kind of both are not quite ready yeah uh but certainly you know they're they're feeling it to you know to some extent yeah and it's it's you know, there's there's a tension there for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: and there was absolutely a part of me that was that was wondering if we were going to see that happen before the volume was done, just because of what you could get away with in On Paris. The trip, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a note here that just says school stuff happens.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. No, Nick has to study for his GCSE or whatever. Right. He has to study for his like big finals.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the end of the term, so there's kind of studying and exams and that going on. So they actually have different schedules, uh, the boys, because uh, Nick's in year 11, Charlie's in year 10. Yeah, Nick's done uh, a week earlier. Yeah, so they they get more time to study or something like that, and their exams are done sooner. So yeah, they um, they're both kind of locked in these schedules where they don't get to see each other as much, mm-hmm. so they're kind of looking forward to the Paris trip. Um, and yeah, they're, you know, revising and studying, so they're not actually hanging out that much in person.
2: So there's some texting. There's, there's study dates. There's plenty of study (laughs) dates in there.
0: But how much studying is really happening?
2: Yeah, that's, that's the problem there. Yeah.
1: I think it seems like Nick should maybe be doing more studying, but hey, he probably aced his French
0: test anyway. There exactly, (laughs) exactly. Um, then we have a conversation with, um, Nick and his friends who... Who come along and kind of apologize for not standing up against Harry and defending Charlie in the previous sort of interaction. That's right. Yeah. So they're.
1: I think they're, you know, we talked about it, I think in earlier episodes where they're kind of the three that seem supportive uh, and that they would be, um, you know, kind of allies to Nick. But because they were kind of in with Harry, they've, you know, he's put that distance between them. And so they're trying to bridge the gap which is kind of neat. Um, but they they kind of flub it a little bit, um, you know, so they they apologize and they say that they like Charlie and all that kind of stuff. And then they they one of them says, you know, Charlie's one of your good mates or something like that. right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He seems
2: like a really good mate.
1: Yeah, and then there's this panel that's like, you know, all these really good mate, really good, all around Nick's head. And, you know, he's kind of like, uh, yeah. And then he kind of walks away and they're like, why'd you say that? Like he might've told us.
0: Yeah. Cause it, yeah, his friends seem to know, right. Yeah. That, that him and yeah. Charlie are together.
1: Well, and, yeah. And the, the guy who says, why'd you say that? Says, you know, what was I supposed to say? Like, uh, we know you and Charlie are a thing and we're okay with that. And like, oh yeah, definitely. You should not have said that. <laughs> yeah. <right>? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, 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 When maybe they, they could have, right. Right. <laughs> so, they could yeah. have,
0: but yeah. I mean, that's something else that, the, that those people are just feeling out for the first time too. Like, yeah, how do exactly. we approach this? How do we have yeah. this conversation?
1: But it does, it does um, I think, kind of expand the potential support network that's out there, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this book is really about, you know, how, how Nick and Charlie kind of come out to their peer group and the the rest of the world and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think early on in the book, the the friends presenting that, you know, hey, we're, we're sorry and we're there for you and that kind of thing, right? It, I think it's a, a good sign for Nick that he potentially has that and maybe helps him feel a little bit better about totally. it.
0: Totally. And we've talked in the past about how this book provides good examples of how to have conversations about this yeah that's right. and i think this conversation here is another one of those where it like if you've if you're a friend to someone and you've made this mistake here's an example of how you can approach that in a way that's meaningful in a way that shows remorse you know and and you know hopefully patch things up yeah i mean you know obviously. It,
1: it that conversation doesn't fix everything between uh between the friends and Nick because you know he still is not comfortable enough mm-hmm. to to kind of tell them what's going on but it's certainly the the first step or you know a, a good you know kind of way into mending that relationship yep. right so yeah yeah
2: i mean like communication is key yeah <laughs>
0: so. yeah and especially i i would think for for Nick in what he's going through it it's got to mean something that that support network is still there for him, right? Because I imagine he was feeling somewhat isolated after that. that yeah, situation after the incident at the, at the, the movie cinema or whatever. Yeah.
1: I mean, that was his almost entire friend yeah. group outside of Charlie, yeah. right? So yeah. to be, you know, purposefully drawing away from them, I mean, uh, you know, he was saying that his friends were shit and he doesn't want to hang out with them anymore, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that, there's yeah. certainly some loneliness there um, uh, and isolation that would maybe make him feel. Um, you know, more apprehensive about sharing uh, or about communicating, kind of his his feelings and uh, you know what's going on with the outside world. So, really good on those three. Yeah, for sure. To, for to sure. Try and kind of
0: mend the relationship. Not to spoil it too much because we won't talk in detail until we get there. But Harry does try to do the same thing later, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work as well. And oh my god i love that it, scene. it turns
1: into kind of a seminal moment
0: yeah, i love sure, that so. scene so much
2: charlie is so awesome guys yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but we will wait till we get there yeah. um a week later from there uh after rugby practice uh, nick and charlie are talking again and, and nick admits he hasn't come out to any of his friends um though he's he kind of has tried right like he kind of he's tried it he's, he's kind of tried he, he's, yeah he's skirting around it and just doesn't
1: quite feel comfortable enough yet but he he's he's Thinking about it and kind of attempting it,
0: right? Yeah. So he's leaning that way. But Charlie also says that, you know, he's almost glad that it hasn't happened because he's stressed out about exams and he's worried about the extra stress of coming out. And he says at one point that, you know, all of that stress might finish him off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I don't remember if, if Nick kind of pings on that line or not, but I feel like that's the first hint that we get about some of the, um, you know, mental health issues that Charlie's been experiencing.
2: Yeah, I think Nick kind of catches up on it, and then Charlie just, like, is like, oh, it's nothing, it's fine, you know, just ignore it. Right. And then they go make out in the locker room, so. and Not yes. the locker room, sports room or whatever, the quicker And then room, that's so when I the mean,
0: coach catches them, yeah. and is like, uh, hurry up in there. <laughs> yeah and then also ask nick to come uh to her office uh, immediately after catching immediately them, after yeah. yeah and and that's a, a moment for the coach to sort of open up about her experiences because this is where like you had been saying that um the coach is also gay as a as a girlfriend
1: a wife a wife sorry. that she met uh, playing rugby yeah.
2: yeah and she also tells nick that he's captain now yes
1: yeah, I mean that's the original pretense. That's, that's the of Drawing pretext him into of the, the, conversation, the office, yes. like, hey, you're the captain now kind of thing. But or you also, will be in September. While you're
0: here. Yeah. While you're here, I'm an ally. And here's some tips. Yeah. Stop making out in the sports room. <laughs> yeah. Uh if 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 anyone says anything, let me know and I'll fuck them up. Yeah. Um and that kind of thing. Which yeah. is it's good. Again. Well, and she relates some of
1: her experience about, you know, because she she met her wife um, you know, in the early aughts playing rugby yeah. and you know, it was maybe a less supportive time and for she sure. went through some shit and, you know, so she, she's there and she's a potential support and she tells Nick, uh, you know, she can come uh, or she's there to chat with him anytime, uh, you know, he might need. So just another, you know, kind of support system and another ally there yeah. for him, uh, you know, as he's dealing with this stuff.
2: I actually think, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it, um, that she calls her wife like after he's gone. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe no, she that's just, later. She
1: just gazes at the picture no. after Nick leaves.
2: I feel like call. later. I might have read past it. I was on the webtoon, so I might have read past it. Oh, uh, uh, maybe. Past. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well,
1: there's there's actually some teacher relationships that start to develop in this book, on top of side character yeah, relationships. Exactly. So, yeah, there the the universe is kind of expanding here in terms of um, it's not just kind of Nick and Charlie, and then yeah, there's everyone else. We're learning a lot more about Charlie's friend group, about you know Taryn Darcy and Elle and some of the Higgs girls. Yeah, uh, you know, Chow. so yeah, so there's there's a real expansion of. Uh, you know, all the different relationships that are out there and happening for this whole group, not yeah. just Nick and Charlie. Yeah.
0: But that's what you can do at this point in the story, too, because you've you've really established these central characters to the point where you can begin to expand and, yeah. and look at the people around them. And uh, especially in this story, we're getting to see a variety of types of people, a variety of personality types and a variety of different. Um, sort of relationships between people, yeah, and i just i'm really digging these characters and seeing the way that they 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 interact with each other
1: yeah they're pretty pretty self aware for high schoolers right yeah. in terms of uh, you know some heavy stuff to deal with and they they tend to do a pretty good job of it and I think the the additional relationships you know with Terry and darcy and and even um aled, who we find out is you know has kind of a relationship uh, brewing, yep. right? All these things kind of help inform Charlie a little bit in terms of, you know, how, how he could potentially uh, handle things between him and Nick and, you know, how coming out to the world, um, you know, could happen or the pace they should take, all that kind of stuff, right? It, it, it's helpful all these, you know, kind of other relationships help them deal with their kind of central relationship.
2: All right, so this is a side note. Um, Alad and his friend, I'm pretty sure his name is David. Daniel. Daniel? Okay, my bad. Um, they have a side book. It's called Radio Silence. It's also by Alice Osmond. She has okay. a little book, and it's about Alad, and he meets, like, another girl over the radio, and they have a little friendship. And then that's also when he meets his other friend. Interesting. Or he introduces his other friend, just as a little, if you want to read it.
1: Okay, so, and Solitaire was about Victoria. Victoria. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, interesting. All the the whole universe kind of connects through all all the works.
2: Yeah, and then there's another, like this winter. I'm pretty sure is about like just the spring family kind of. Sorry, and then there's also another little novella which is just about. It's called Nick and Charlie, and obviously it's about Nick and Charlie.
1: Interesting. Anyway, back to this book. Yes. So, um, I think it's it's before the the Paris trip starts. Um, they're, they're kind of, uh, they're cuddling, um, I think well, at Nick's house. My
0: next note is about Nick's brother arriving. Yeah. Well, there's, there's
1: something before that. Is there, okay. so yeah, there's, there's something here where, um, so Charlie is kind of explaining a little bit more about some of the stress of, you know, telling people and how, you know, he, you know, what happened to him when he was being bullied and that kind of stuff. And he, he explains to Nick about, um, how he used to the stress made him cut himself
2: uh before that uh actually like as he goes into it he explains how Alad told him i'm pretty sure uh that i think it's when he says tau Alad explains to him li- earlier and he's talking about it with nick That
0: tau accidentally that tau
2: was just talking about it too loud and that's most kind of uh possibly a reason that he actually got outed so he talks about that before he goes into the entire... Yeah, and then, he,
1: and then from there, it's how bad things were and that yeah. he was starting to believe some of the bullies, yes. you know, that he was worthless or whatever, um, you know, and that's where then he he drops the bomb on Nick that he, uh, he was cutting himself. Yeah. Uh, and so Nick is obviously concerned and, you know, Charlie says he doesn't do that anymore, hardly ever. Yeah. Um, and they kind of move on from that, but, you know, Nick definitely uh, puts out there that he's, you know, supportive and that, you know, Charlie can talk to him about this kind of stuff and he, you know, he obviously doesn't have to go through it alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is another, so this is actually after the, the Nick's brother first appears. Um, and I did want to mention that, that when Nick's brother first shows up, um, I immediately didn't trust him. <laughs> yeah. Something about his face was just like, this is not a good guy. Yeah. Not a good guy. And then um, the next day at school, Nick is tired because his brother is being shitty. Um, and then that night they go to uh, a meeting... Um, regarding the Paris trip and about all the rules about the Paris trips and, and things like that and how uh, <laughs> there will be no gender mingling in the hotel That's rooms. Right. Yeah. It's, which... uh,
1: Higgs students and Trum students must stay in their own rooms. So of course, you know, Charlie and Nick look like, at each other and Tara maybe, and Darcy uh, yeah. are they're hee hee you yeah. know, like this is our chance or <laughs> so yeah, which I think contributes a
0: little bit to that undercurrent that we were for talking sure. about before. And it's also at that meeting that uh, Charlie comes out to Allid. Yeah, the next day after the trip, Charlie goes to Nick's place, and that's where he meets David.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. just hanging out. They're talking about you know food, and so Nick is like, "Oh, I'll go get you some food." And he's like, "No, I don't want any. No, thanks. But you know, I'll take a cup of tea." And like, yeah, oh,
2: you old you
0: a- old man who wants tea.
2: I want a cup, of please.
0: Uh, but that's another hint at you know what we're going to see about Charlie's eating disorder as well. These yeah. things we're starting to get these little hints of of what is to come between the the eating disorder the cutting the the depression um, and then yeah while Nick is off making a snack um David comes and chats with Charlie and uh
1: and really classily says, like, I just wanted to meet the guy who turned my brother gay. Yeah. So, you know, like, uh, your your suspicions about David just are immediately kind of confirmed on our first real interaction with him in the book. Yeah. Um, you know, total, totally a jerk. Yeah. Uh, and... And Nick wasn't even prepared to be out to, to David yet. Either. No, no. Uh, and then, you know, David... Um, David uh, claims that... Nick's mom is yeah. the one who told him, yeah, which yeah, we find yeah, out yeah. is not which, true. Which, of course, makes Nick mm. go,
0: what the hell, mom? Yeah, yeah. And then mom, of course, says, I didn't. I never would. Yeah. And, and then um, David's been snooping around. You should leave so... pictures of you kissing That's your right. boyfriend lying around.
2: Yeah. Also, when David accuses uh, Nick of being, you know, like, I just want to know who turned my little brother gay or whatever, he's like, I'm bi, actually.
1: Right. Right. To which, which David responds something like, Well, at least have the courage to be gay. Yeah, daily yeah. If you're going to do it, go all the way or something.
0: Which, again, I think is like it, what a jerk. It defines David's character that, like, you can't even accept yeah. your brother's truth when he says it to you. You got to be like, Nah, fuck you. You're not bi. You're just a f- yeah. gay boy. Yeah.
1: So, just a real great big brother there for, uh, for Nick.
0: Yep. But, but in the midst of all this back and forth between uh, Nick and his brother, Charlie's like, I think
1: maybe I should go. Yeah. And Nick's
0: like, yeah, that might be best yeah. to
1: just uh, get out of town
0: while David's around.
1: Um, but thankfully, they don't have to really put up with him too much because now it's kind of, you know, we're getting to be time for the actual Paris trip.
0: Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of texting back and forth between um, Nick and David, or sorry, Nick and uh, Charlie that night. Um, and at one point, Charlie types out, I love you. And then deletes it. And then deletes it. Which is another thing that I think is a big undercurrent through this volume is this wanting to express that Mm -hmm. and being afraid to. Yes.
1: And it it happens for both characters in the sense that, you know, on the Paris trip, we have a a scene where, where Nick is kind of in that same predicament where he almost, you know, says something and then says, I really care about you or something like that Mm -hmm, instead. mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, you know, they're definitely progressing in their relationship and having those feelings, um, but it's still having trouble in terms of expressing them.
0: The next day, there's one more day at school for Charlie, uh, where he chats with um, Alad about the difficulties coming out. And Alad again, sort of reinforces the whole, take your time, mm-hmm. do it when you're ready. And that's when Alad sort of comes out about his burgeoning relationship. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, Charlie's like, oh my God, I had no idea. You, you could have told me. And Aled's like, that's the point. Right yeah. now, this is just for us.
1: Yeah, this is one of the, I think, the really neat things that come up in the book um, around Al's kind of wisdom mm-hmm. that he imparts to to Charlie about, hey, like you, you're not beholden to anyone. There's exactly. no timeline. You don't yeah. have to like... There may seem like there's this pressure to immediately tell everyone once you figured it out, but there's no pressure
0: to you do that. You don't owe like, anyone anything. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, you don't need to concern yourself about anybody anybody else's feelings but yours when it comes to this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so just kind of do what is best for you. Uh, and then Alad kind of proves that by like, you know, dropping this bomb yeah. and Charlie's like, I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, that's right. That's, and, that's, it's, and that's exactly
0: yeah. the point. The point is that like right now that's, that's what Alad and his partner want it's just for them it's nobody else's business right now and that's valid Mm -hmm. although he
1: does give the name away and says that the boy's name is daniel
2: it's daniel yeah and it's a childhood friend as well he does mention that oh okay
0: interesting uh and then it's time for Paris. paris so they're loading up the bus saying their goodbyes and who should show up but
1: harry
2: the one and only
1: Yeah, who we didn't see at the meeting, and somehow he's on the trip, right?
2: Hear me out. I'm just saying they probably were too invested in their little group. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, they they didn't notice any other groups at the meeting?
2: There was no one else in their minds except for their little friend group. Well, I I
0: mean, it's also possible that attendance at that meeting was not mandatory.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was some stuff like they had to sign up for the room groups and things like that at the meeting. But uh, yeah, I mean, you
0: know, obviously, he's yeah.
1: rolling the well, money, so he can do whatever he wants. Right? Yeah,
0: that's
2: exactly right. Yeah, he he's got He's he was busy on my sweet sixteenth. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but regardless, uh, you know, Nick and Charlie agree to not let it
1: kind of bother them. Yeah, they're they're doing their own thing.
0: They're doing their own thing. So they um, they're on a bus to yeah. a Paris. So they take the Channel. You know.
2: There's more than one bus. So, I was uh, sorry, earlier I was talking about how it was probably just like a huge group of kids and they didn't possibly see Harry because there was just so many people. Right. So they didn't notice him and then Father was like, mm, "But there was how, but they fit all on one bus." You're wrong. There's two buses in this picture? Yeah, but there's
1: only there's only one in this picture. So, <laughs> Anyway, they You're arrive saying, in Paris. Are you saying the bus in like, no like way. infiltrated
0: the trip partway through?
1: Yeah, on all the groups. Like, there's only two teachers. It's like, so the so it's not like there's, the, and both teachers are on the one bus. The beginning so. of the I mean,
0: Dark Night when the on. bus pulls out of the bank and like merges with all the other buses. Like, the Joker is in this second bus here. That's right. Yeah, interesting. That's what's going to happen. No, uh, no.
2: <laughs> no <hi. laughs>
1: anyway, there's just one bus, I think, and then they arrive at Paris. Uh, you know, which is about a six-hour drive uh, from you know, from England yep. through the through the channel tunnel there. Uh, and then they're sorting out their rooms. Uh, and so the boys get to their room and there's just two beds yep. for the four of them. Which is pretty norm for a hotel room. Yeah, pretty standard. And so now there's some quick footedness on the part of Alad and Tao to uh, claim, claim the beds. So yep. they each claim a different one, which means Nick and Charlie... Uh Will cannot share a, a bed,
0: yeah. Which is probably for the best. It, maybe, 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 yeah. Well, you know. Now
1: that they know about makeup, but uh <laughs> so yeah, so Nick and Charlie, and they you know, so they, they kind of wanted to share a bed, but uh probably best that they they didn't get the chance to do that. At least not right away.
0: Uh and then they're left alone in the bedroom for a minute and they sort of lament the fact that they wanted to to share a bed and but you know, say la vie, they make out a little bit. And then I don't recognize
2: this, this is like literally one of my favorite parts is what happens is they're like they have a little kiss. And then Darcy and Alad come in through the door yeah. and Darcy's like, oh, you're being gay. Carry on. Good job. And then, Carry just on. Li- and then just leaves them alone.
0: Yeah, that's I wrote that quote down. That's one of my favorite lines in the book. Um, Nick and Charlie, you two coming? Oh, you're being gay. Good job. Carry on.
2: Yeah, they, they have it in the show. I was really happy about such that. Such
0: a lot. Li- such a good line. Such a good line. From our burgeoning alcoholic Darcy. I
2: literally screenshot it. The first time that I read it on the Webtoons, I screenshot it on my phone because I thought it was so funny. It was <laughs> awesome. I was like, yes. So supportive, yeah.
1: right? Which, like, which yeah. leads to more of a why are we like this kind of we're always kissing in, you know, uh, risky places discussion from Nick and Charlie. Uh, anyway, so then they go down to the restaurant in the hotel. Um, and this is another little kind of shot of... Uh, panels with not much dialogue where nick uh kind of looks at charlie's plate and how much he's eating is
0: this the next morning or maybe it's I the think next it's morning it's
2: just later that night like dinner cuz they're having pizza so i think it cuz like i think okay. they like it was it was sunny out like i think they just went for like dinner or something
0: just so want to make sure we didn't cuz there's a point when they're when they're sleeping that they're like, throughout the night, they're holding hands between beds. Yes,
1: yeah, that's, that's the next that's time. Okay, okay, okay. after okay. this, yeah. Yeah, so they, they eat, they go back to their room, they're asleep, uh, and then, yeah, their hands are outstretched between the two beds, they're holding hands, so there's a kind of a nighttime scene, and then in the morning, they've obviously let go, and their hands are just dragging on the yeah. ground, and yeah. anyway, then they, the girls wake them up, uh, Ella's knocking on the door saying, hey, are you guys ready to go? And and Tao
0: answers the door.
1: Like in his pajamas, kind of like, you yeah. know,
0: not wearing a shirt or yeah. anything, so. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's had a thing he's, for Elle. Yeah, he's
1: crushing on Elle, so. And so,
0: you know, his his state of dress, shocked to see her behind the door, he's like, ah, slams <laughs> the door. <laughs> slams
1: the door right in her face and is like, uh, Elle's out there, <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so then he kind of starts discussing it a little bit with the guys of kind of like, hey, what do I do? And they're trying to tell Tao that, you know, she likes him and, yeah, that, and he's like, you know, he's whatever. Yeah, exactly. He's he's not really buying it yeah. and so he kind of storms off to take a shower. So there's another little side plot here that develops around uh, around Elle Tao. And Tao. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um then they're spending the day exploring France. Um turns out Tao and L both off want to go off to sort of check out this art exhibit.
1: Yeah, and I think the friends the friends of all at that was another thing at the at the meeting before the Paris trip. All the friends kind of remarked on, you know, hey, Ta, you know, Tao and L, you know, do they like
0: each other? I think so. You know, I think I, they even talked about that when they were bowling in Volume Two. Yeah, I yeah. think
1: so. Right. So that that's kind of been an undercurrent uh, that's been happening. So all the friends here kind of pull a little bit of a fast one or you know say hey like ah, we don't really want to see yeah. that we want to do you other guys things go yeah why you don't you two go? do it yeah so they kind of set uh Ellen and Tao up on yep. on their own little uh kind of museum date and they all take off to other places and they're shopping and whatever uh and uh yeah so Tao and L have some alone time and then we kind of get back together and they're going to go for some ice cream or something like that um
0: uh, and I think Charlie declines the ice cream or yeah. there's something again it's another yeah thing he's about not he's disorder. not hungry for yeah.
1: ice cream or doesn't want yeah. any right so uh but nick uh, goes to get some ice cream for him anyway or for for nick and then he's gonna share i think
0: he starts to, he asks alid about the eating thing as well nick does yeah, on their way to go
1: get ice yeah. cream, he kind of brings this up with with Alad saying, like, Hey, have you have you noticed this? Yeah. Um that Charlie doesn't eat much, you know, I know he's naturally skinny and you know, kind of all this. And Alad's kinda of like, ah, I I don't really know, but you know, if you're concerned about it and you know, maybe yeah. talk with him. Maybe
0: you talk know. about it. Yeah. Alad Alad is the sage of the group for it, sure. She seems to be, <laughs> really, yeah. Um then while they're gone, Charlie and Tara talk about Oh
2: wait. While they're ordering, it, oh, sorry. it shows up right before. Uh, while they're ordering, Nick is obviously speaking perfect French, and, right, yes. and the entire group's like, "Sorry, since when can you speak French like an actual French person?" You know, and he's like, "Oh, my dad."
0: Yep,
1: and they're like, "We didn't know your dad was French. When you know, how long has he been French?" And like, uh, since his brother's birth. whole life, yeah. <laughs> since his birth. <laughs> Um, so anyway, the, uh, the other thing here is that Charlie wasn't part of that group. So he doesn't yet know. That's that, true. That Nick That's true. speaks
0: you perfect French. get a French. big reveal yeah,
1: later.
2: Right. Keep that in mind for later. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: But yeah, so while, while they are away ordering ice cream and that revelation happens that Nick speaks perfect French, uh, Tara and Charlie have a little chat about, um, kind of.
0: But just the challenges of yeah. coming out and.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, Nick is, is still kind of you know, he can't believe that Nick is his boyfriend and Tara's like, really, why? And, and, you know, so he, he kind of lets her know a little bit about his insecurities and that, you know, he was kind of jealous of of Nick and Tara potentially. Right. Yeah. yeah, Oh no, there's there's nothing that that would ever happen. And then he asks her about kind of her relationship with Darcy and how they came out and and that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, And so she talks a little bit about how they didn't really announce anything, but they just kind of stopped trying to hide it and then kind of put up with you know, kind of whatever happened, they changed their relationship statuses on their socials. That's and that the big one. Once I mean, you do that, it's yeah, real. Yeah. Which is a little bit of a joke later on, I think, uh, between uh, Nick and Charlie when they talk about being Facebook official. Are you, are you not
2: breaking up with me? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's like, I don't want to change my status or I don't want to deal with the entire internet stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, so some, some more good advice, like it seems like all the relationships around them, you know, whether they're fledgling or, or solid or have been going on for a while, seem to provide some pretty good advice yeah, yeah. to both Nick and Charlie. And I,
0: I do think that that's, you know, as much as there's other threads sort of being played along this volume, the main focus of this story is about the challenges of coming out. That's right. You know, there's yeah. these long conversations either between Nick and friends, Charlie and friends about the difficulties, whether you should, when you should, um, the fact that you don't owe it to anybody and all of this. And it's, it's very much, I think, the way that every volume has kind of a central message or I don't want to say lesson because that makes it sound preachy. And these books, I think, manage to be incredibly educational without being preachy.
1: Yeah. I mean, cause they, they focus on the relationship itself, yeah. right. And, and you know, what a healthy relationship should look like. I exactly. mean, if we go back to book one, it started out with an unhealthy yeah. relationship with yeah. Ben. And then we moved into the path of, hey, these are healthy relationships or certainly much more healthy yeah. uh, than that. And uh, again, what you're saying about this third book and bringing in all these other relationships to, um, not preach, but to provide that guidance and that that visual aspect of like, here's what good, healthy relationships look like. Here's what people that are comfortable with themselves look like. And, you know, here's what that confidence is like. And, and then that reminder of, you know, you don't owe anyone anything, Mm. right? Do it at your own pace. Um, And there's there's no pressure. There's
0: no one right way to do this either. That's right. You you, You can have this approach, you can have this approach, you can have this approach. Um, yeah. So I've got later that night as my next note. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: they eat some ice cream and, um, so is this later that night? Is that the, the
0: towel conversation? Yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick tries to, sorry, N-
2: Nick has his conversation with Tao about how he and Al really probably like each other both. Like it's a mutual thing for sure. And that he should just confess, you know? And Tao's like, I don't, you know, like, who are you to say this? Like, I'm, I don't believe you. Like that's, sure but like definitely not you know
0: and nick kind of pushes the point a little bit too hard i think yeah and Tao's tau takes off he's like that's right wanna...
1: yeah i mean tau is i think probably not the best at receiving uh this kind of input from anyone let alone nick who is you know not really um that close with tau at this sure point, right? but i
2: also
0: feel like Tao is probably you know he's got some self-esteem issues probably like you yeah. know here's yeah. this 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 chick he thinks is hot you mm-hmm. know wants to be involved with
1: well he and also like, he also has her on a bit of a pedestal as well right right uh, He thinks so that, that he's not help. good enough that's
0: right because yeah. she's she went through all this difficult stuff and coming out and finding herself and you know i'm just this schmuck kind of a thing and uh yeah
1: and he also values their friendship right so he's right? got that yep. additional fear of you know Damaging if he does that. try and you know, do something romantically totally. that it could ruin their friendships. Right. So, you know, he, he's got a lot kind of going on there, but you know, it, it is clear that he does like her.
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah.
1: And good on Nick for, you know, trying to, you know, be part of that friend group and open up with, uh, with Charlie's friends. Right. Um, so that, even though but it didn't, you, even though it didn't go well. If you don't already
0: have that feeling that this person might like you. It's hard for another person to convince you of that. Uh, so later that night in their room. Oh, no, wait, never mind. That's the bit I was just talking about. And um, then
2: Charlie comes out of the shower, and he's like, what just happened? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why
1: did, why did Tao storm off? What did oh, you do yeah, and awkward. Like, yeah. And then they, they wrestle, and they have their tickle fighting again. And so much making out. Yeah. And then this is, is this where the love bite happens? Uh, I think is so. Yeah,
2: exactly when it happens.
0: Which time. I refuse to call a love bite. I just call it a hickey in yeah, all my notes because that's like, they that's call it a love bite. Such like, a Britishism, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, they use it in the book, so you know. Right, I know, it's a, but it's the British term. But But yes. right, so, I'm just
0: trying to like it's a, it's a love bite. It's a love bite, mate. It's a love bite, mate. <laughs> Do you like my love bite?
2: Yeah,
1: so that that happens. Um, Charlie's Charlie's pretty into it, and they don't really realize at first, but the next morning...
0: No, but things do get hot and heavy that night that leads up to the love bite. That's another one of those moments of, like, if they didn't have better self-control, it could have led to something, right? That's right, yeah. Which, again, is sort of why I was beginning to anticipate this happening, because it starts to build and starts to build and starts to build. Um, And then, yeah, next morning, we discover the the love bite. So they tell Tao that it, you know, he fell in the shower or
1: something like that.
0: But ch- before that Charlie is on the verge of coming out to Tao. Yes. About it. Yeah.
1: He keeps kind of looking for the time to yeah. to do that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh but then uh yeah, it says he fell in the shower, which I'm trying to imagine. Well,
2: when they first found it as well, Nick's like, "Oh my god, did I do that?" <laughs> as if like he wasn't there when it happened. Yeah. So But
0: I think a lot of times when it comes to that, and it's been a while since I gave or received a, a hickey, but it's like You don't always think, like, that's going to be the result. Yeah, especially,
1: like, you know, it it
0: can take a while or, you know. That's the thing is in your head you think this should have taken way longer than the amount of time I spent sucking on your neck.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: But, you know, it sat
1: overnight and, you know, there's the result in the morning. So, Uh,
0: But I was also trying to imagine, like, how I fall in the shower to land right on my neck. Without breaking my neck? Because I'm pretty sure that would happen.
2: Just to create like a small little just, like, yeah. circled bruise. Exactly.
1: Like... It would be a very high up soap holder. Um,
0: <laughs> just at the right <laughs> Exactly. End. At a
2: hotel where like you don't even have all your personal stuff. It's right. Like, maybe well, like a little. Maybe so... there's like
0: a little hand railing in the shower. You're like. eh. <laughs>
2: I feel like that created a bigger bruise. A longer <laughs> Maybe one.
1: there was a loose bolt or something poking
2: out. A loose bolt in Tao's head after realizing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he does kick himself for for believing that later on in the book. So they're off to the Eiffel Tower on this day. Yes, and they did not purchase tickets for the elevator, so nope. they're going to have to take this the tour even. So they're going to have to take the stairs. Um, so, the, you know, the teachers are telling them they've, they've got their numbers and stick together and all yep. that kind of stuff. Uh, and so they, they all, you know, lug themselves all the way up to the top. Uh, they're all kind of dying, uh, but they make it to the top and then.
2: We should go to Paris, Father. I want to go, I want to go to the Eiffel Tower. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they make it to the top. And uh, then there's some, some more teasing that
0: happens, and well, basically people start to notice the love bite, the love bite, yeah.
1: And then they they have a defendant um, that we kind wait, of. Wait,
2: wait. First of all, this is a very this is a Nick scene, so they're so it's like Nick and Charlie. They're like taking a picture, or whatever, and they're like, "Oi, Nick, was that love bite from you then, or whatever, right?" Yeah. And he's like, and then Nick comes in. and He's like, "Oh yeah, you jealous?" Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the first time that like Nick hasn't really just caved to that sort of joking. Yeah. when he does a little bit, but this is also like this isn't really coming out. This is something that you could absolutely do as a straight guy and just be like, you know, maybe it was are you jealous, yeah. like just being I know confident. The guys in my school would do it. Yeah, just being confident in who you are. Yeah, and you it, know? it
1: really puts the the teasers in their place. Exactly. And Charlie is like,
0: oh my god, oh my god, like you know, just hurts
2: the- everywhere. That's- then yep. Harry comes in and is like, okay, you know what, like, the to the boys that were teasing him, like, just leave him alone or whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, and then, and then Harry's like, uh, another thing, like, sounds like you're covering up, like it was you, and they're all like, okay, Jesus, like, and then Nick and Charlie are like, did Harry just defend us? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, weird. Yeah,
0: yeah. I am really curious to see how Harry's arc as a character uh, continues on, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some elements in the speech, uh, you know, in Harry's apology later on in the book that could point to him maybe potentially being not that bad. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get there.
2: Internalized homophobia, that's the problem all the time, guys.
1: Yeah, more so in Harry's family than in him, apparently.
2: That's what what internalized homophobia is, usually.
1: Okay, so... Then then what do we got going on on the Eiffel Tower here? Um, Snapping
0: pictures. Uh, Nick misses a call from his dad and tries to call him back, but he can't. Um, And that's sort of my first thought where there might be not necessarily a problem, but, like, I don't feel like they're close, him and his dad, right? Um, He misses the call. He tries to call back immediately. There's no answer.
1: Yeah. And, um, I mean, obviously, you know, Nick lives in England with his mom you know, they don't his dad's they, in france yeah so they're, they're obviously not seeing each other very frequently yeah there's you know, obviously there's no a, weekend visits or things yeah, like that right at least so, none that we've heard
0: of yet yeah uh and then uh while you know doing different sets of pictures at the eiffel tower charlie takes a picture with Tao, Uh and this is where charlie comes out to Tao about his relationship with nick yeah, but which, also,
1: and Tao's initial response is like, "Oh yeah, did you just did it happen this week yeah, or something like that?" And he's like, uh, "It's, it's been, been a while, a couple months."
0: And Tao's like, "Do other people already know?" Um, and so this is where Charlie also comes out to Tao about how Tao had accidentally outed him, that led to all of Charlie's issues before.
1: That's right. So you know, Tao is is obviously you know, hard on himself about this. And he, he, uh, you know, says I'm a, I'm a bad friend Yeah, and, you know, I'm yeah. an idiot and all that kind of stuff. And he, you know, that's not how, what Charlie was trying to get across at right. all, but yeah. Tao kind of storms exactly. off a little bit.
0: And now, now Charlie's all fucked up because yeah. he feels bad for making yeah. Tao feel this way. That's
1: right. Yeah. that And it was, you know, all he wanted to do was come out and kind of share yeah. this with his friend. Yeah. And now like there's another, um, thing that needs to be repaired in in, in his relationship with Tao. Yeah. So.
0: and I I don't know if going forward if there's any more people in Charlie's life that he would need to come out to about this but I feel like after the situation with Tao he's gonna maybe be less inclined to because he doesn't want to like if he's held off on telling somebody else for whatever reason he's not gonna want to deal with that reason either like I think like this is this is rough on Charlie Because he really wanted to come out. He really wanted to tell his friend. He had a valid reason, kind of, for like not doing it. And now in trying to do kind of the right thing, he's caused this guy pain that he did not want to do.
1: That's right, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think you're right though that this is kind of the last part of his friend group um, and that there probably won't be more, you know, kind of opportunities like this where, you know, he could potentially fuck up a close relationship, um, which is good. And, you know, we, we will see that Tao and and Charlie mend things a little bit later on, but certainly it, it didn't go the way uh, Charlie hoped it would. Um, Which again, I mean, you know, as we talk about the theme of this book about the challenges of coming out and how it doesn't always go smoothly and, and that kind of thing, right. This is just an example of even with the best intentions, right. Yeah. Things might not always go exactly as, as you think, but I mean, as, as we see later in the book, it doesn't mean you can't deal with it and improve things either, sure. right? I mean, they, they do definitely mend their relationship and patch things up and things are all kind of good uh, between Tao and Charlie by the end of the book. Yeah, But yeah, certainly didn't go well in the moment.
0: No. Um. Next morning is my next note. Um, we've got Charlie not hungry again at breakfast time and uh, Nick offers to wrap up a croissant for him.
1: Yeah, well, Charlie says that he's feeling a bit ill. Yeah, right. And so Nick's like, "Oh, I've got you know, I've got some paracetamol, or you know, can I help you with anything?" And um, and then yeah, wraps up the croissant uh, to for him to eat later, which you know turns out to be uh, pretty prescient. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then they they head off to the to the Louvre.
0: Yep.
2: I want to go there. I want to see the Mona Lisa.
1: I've heard from it's this morning. It's apparently. rubbish. <laughs> It's just very small. No, but
2: like all the other paintings too like
1: Yeah, there the there's quite a painting. quite a bit to see at the Louvre for sure, but yeah, the Mona Lisa is the big draw, but yeah, it's kind of underwhelming yeah. you know, I think for for a lot of people. I mean
2: I'm also just interested in seeing the other art. Any any Let's not talk about how I want to go to Paris cuz these guys are in Paris. Yes. And then it cuts to Tao and L together. They have their moment. They have they their little have kiss. A kiss. Yeah. Finally.
1: And it's L that makes the first move. So of all this time, you know, all this time Tao has been, you know, very worried about uh, upsetting the friendship or you know yeah. like doing anything that could uh, could harm things. And and L has m- meanwhile been kind of pining away. And we don't really get much from her perspective. That's true. That's uh, true. Through any of the books, but she makes the first move, and you know, clearly she's i uh, not gonna wait for Tao to get over all his uh, his issues and and do something. So she makes the first move, and it seems like it works out pretty good.
0: As an aside, are there any? Um, are, do you know if there are any books that deal further with um, Tao and Elle's relationship?
2: Not definitely not the fourth book. Uh, the show does dive into it a little bit more, for sure. But no. What about in the but, novels?
0: Anything in the novels?
2: Ah, uh, no, not that I know of. Because the novels are more about like. Uh, other side characters yeah. that aren't ever really mentioned. Okay.
0: So that's curious.
2: Maybe maybe in Nick and Charlie, but that's probably mostly about Nick and Charlie yeah. is what I'm guessing. So yeah.
1: I mean you, you gotta think there's enough material in Elle's story of, you know, going through that trans struggle. Yeah. Uh, you know, changing schools, like going through Yeah, like that's sort of one of the reasons I was curious yeah. about because that's
0: a that's a whole other yeah, thing, right? Which,
1: you know, would be a book
0: or more. Yeah. Uh, right.
2: So Actually, at the end of this book, I totally forgot. There, the mini comic. There is a mini comic about their life. Oh, that's the when she goes to the yeah. When she like has you know fully transitioned and actually goes to, what is it Higgs? Yeah, when she goes to Higgs and he has to go back to Trurom, and their little thing. So there's that, but yeah, nothing that's, really on Ellis' yeah.
0: side.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we cut back uh, to to the other the rest of the group, um, and. Charlie, Charlie gets kind of lightheaded. Yeah. He's not feeling very yeah. good. Been there, done
0: that. Just about collapses.
1: I mean, it kind of happens once you see the Mona Lisa and get that disappointed. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's so small. Uh. Uh. And so, yeah. So Charlie faints and, you know, Nick is right there. So Nick, yeah. Nick catches him. So he's not like he just smacks his head on the. They call for a teacher. Uh, yeah. So uh, Alad runs off to get the teacher's. Uh, you know, Charlie kind of wakes up and is like, oh, what happened? Yeah. And, you know, they tell him he passed out for 30 seconds and, um, yeah, so.
0: Teacher shows up with, like, a sandwich and a bottle of water and is like, here, eat this. Yeah. Uh, also,
2: also, a little side story about Tara's talking about how once Darcy fainted but it was because she was like wearing a beanie while she was out in like the blazing sun right and then instead of falling into like another person or like onto the grass she falls into a pool so <laughs> that's just a mini little and darcy yep. there.
1: yeah anyway so teachers show up um they they come with some food and drink um, Nick also has that croissant, croissant. That he packed earlier so Charlie's getting some food in him um, starts to feel a bit better and now Nick and Charlie are kind of left to their own the teachers take off uh, saying Nick can you know look after you and come get us if anything else happens and so they're just kind of on their own now in the, in the museum um, and this is where Nick um, broaches the subject for the first time with Charlie about Kind of the, the eating, and... yeah, and I think
0: this is interesting because I don't think I don't think Charlie thinks he has an eating disorder.
2: No, it's never brought up right about but, an eating disorder. That just that he like sometimes, you know, he it's feels something he can control the eating.
0: Yeah, but he, this is what I think is interesting because what he is literally describing is an eating disorder, like that yeah. feeling and that desire to do that. But he, I don't think he's aware that that's what it is, right?
1: Well, I mean, I, I guess maybe he doesn't see it as a as a problem, right? Potentially, right? right. And and the way he explains it to Nick, um, you know, in the in the moment, Nick, I think, also doesn't maybe see it as as serious as it maybe is. Um, he, does. he does, but yeah, I, I mean, at at the end of the book, we do see uh, Nick takes it a bit more seriously. But um, certainly, I think Charlie, I think would would maybe, when confronted with it, realize that there's some issues there. Um, yeah. You know, I, maybe he doesn't see it as a problem now, but I think if um, push comes to shove in, in the next book, uh, you know, he, he would probably admit that, you know, there's something unhealthy there anyway, um, just in the way he kind of describes it as, um, you know, so much kind of focus and control that that he puts on that versus yeah. other things in his yeah. life. but. Yeah, certainly he he doesn't right now look at it like a problem.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and then he does eat, so he eats a sandwich and a croissant and stuff, and you know, so he's feeling better and less shaky. And then uh, they go on to explore the Louvre, just the two of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Nick calls his dad, right? Nick calls or does his dad call Nick?
2: Father, can you would like to say that entire thing? <laughs>
1: I think okay. I think his dad calls him and. So he's like, Allô, papa? we uh, oui, ça va bien? Je suis au uh, Est-ce qu'on va Like, are we going to see each other this week? And meanwhile, Charlie's kind of like, huh, What? Yeah. Like, you, you're speaking French? 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 Like, like, what's happening to you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, basically, this is where we see that, you know, Nick's dad is kind of flaky. And so what is this? I
0: don't have any idea what they say here.
1: Basically, just so sorry go back so he's saying, hey are, are you know I'm I'm at the Louvre are we going to see each other this week uh, We don't know what his dad says he's and but then Nick says, no, that's okay um, just give me a call next week maybe um, so you know we, we we get the impression that Nick's dad is is flaky right yeah he's, he's always quote unquote working right you know he obviously doesn't visit the family all that often right he, he you know the last few books which encompassed quite a period of time yeah. Uh, the whole school year, we didn't see or hear from Nick's dad at all, right? So clearly, he's uh, and and Nick is in his hometown yeah. where he lives. And you've got for to a think whole week, and he can't see him. Right? You've got so, to think
0: that this is not the first time that Nick has told his dad that he's going to be in Paris for this week. That's right, right. Yeah. So this has come up. He's told his dad, "I'm going to be here. Can we see each other?" And the dad's, you know, even still is like, "Nah, man, something came up or whatever." Like you said, we don't. Hear what he said, but yeah. like, but he's he's flaked out on Nick. Um, you know he's he's not going to be able to see him, uh
1: even though Nick's in the city he lives yeah. in and has had plenty of time to plan yeah. things out. And yeah. so you know we we don't know what Nick's dad does or what kind of work he's in, but clearly he can't make time for for his kid. And he's so, a crime lord. That's you know, all my and, head can. And and so Nick kind of he's an international assassin. That's right. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Nick kind of explains to Charlie like, yeah, you know, he's maybe not the most reliable, but, you know, he's still my dad and he shows him a picture and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, and then, um, you know, Charlie kind of is blushing a little bit about his, his speaking French. And so they have a little exchange on, uh, on that.
2: In Monnoir, yeah. obviously. Yeah.
1: So Nick kind of teases Charlie a little bit, and uh, and anyway, they start kind of they're they're tickling, making out in the loo. Yeah. And they catch the the evil eye of the security guard, and they so then they have to run away.
0: And then there's a moment there where they're um, they're sort of holding each other, and there's this again this sort of fluttering of unspoken I love yous mm-hmm. around the panel.
1: Outside of the panels, after they they hug, there's the. I love you. I love you. I love you. Kind of unspoken. Yeah. Um, outside. Of the Which
0: language. again, from that, from the way it's drawn, I would take that as coming from sort of both of them. Really, it's sort of an unspoken thing, just surrounding the hug, right? Yeah. Um, and this is where my notes run out, so I'm going to have to look at the pages along with you guys. Okay. You know. <laughs>
1: All right, so um, they're done with the Louvre, so they're getting back on the bus. Is this?
0: Is this? Are they back to the hotel? Oh, they have to go back to the they're, hotel. Yeah, they're course. getting back on the bus to the hotel. So
1: Alad kind of whispers to Nick, and they switch spots. So essentially, Charlie now has to sit beside Tao on the bus, uh, and so they get to conversing a little bit and into kind of patching things up.
0: Yeah, so I guess Tao acknowledges, you know, how he screwed up. And apologizes and, uh, you know, says he wants to be a better friend.
2: And then he talks about the extreme crush Charlie had on Nick. And Nick over here is like, extreme crush, you say? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah to, and so Charlie gets a little embarrassed here because he's kind of like, oh, you guys talking about how much of a loser I am. And, you know, <laughs> how I was pining over Nick. But yeah. uh, But then they're kind of they're everybody's teasing each other. And he's like, oh, what about L? Uh, and so Tau drops the bomb of and what it, happened we, at the Louvre. We kissed, we kissed. They kissed in the Louvre and they're all excited for him. So yeah, the day just kind of ends with a, yeah. with a real kind of good note there that things have progressed for, for Tau and Al. Um, you know, Tau and Charlie have patched things up and Nick seems to be kind of still more friendly with Tau. And so everything's kind of moving in a good direction there. What do we got here? We got the morning.
2: And then you got Tao like kind of being like that. Lo- that really is a love bite, not just like some weird bruise that you somehow got in the shower, and you know. And then he's like, "Why didn't you just borrow some makeup from the girls?" And they're like, "Oh, we, oh yeah, exactly. We, we did not think of that. Oh my god." Yeah.
0: And I, so I that's love, I love the drawing here of both their faces. Yeah, like, like just oh. like, oh, oh,
1: damn. Yeah, like, we're we're dumb. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that?
0: And so they go. Uh, they get some makeup help from I don't know who that is. That's Darcy. That's Darcy. Darcy. Okay.
1: And L is there as well. They're yep. got all the girls. All, all the girls. They're getting the different. All shades. the girls have
0: to get together to help with the makeup.
2: They're like, okay, if I if we mix some of mine with maybe uh, L, you got some of yours. We'll get and the right. Then, we'll get you
0: know, the right skin tone.
2: We'll mix it all up. We'll put it on our on our hand, and we'll do a little, and then you know, all done.
0: Yep. Problem solved. That's right.
1: Okay, and now
2: I want to go to a bookstore. Yeah. So now they're (laughs) bookstores you can go to in any
0: country. Yeah,
1: but they go to uh, Shakespeare Shakespeare and Company company bookstore, and they're all.
2: Actually, sorry, this is not even relevant to Heartstopper at all. But Shakespeare and Company specifically has this like super cute little like tote bag that you can get, and I see it. People have like tons of people have it, and it's so adorable, and I really want it. So.
1: So Shakespeare and Co, if you're listening, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we just had a we just had a plug here. Let me for get you. some sponsorship yeah, get some over sponsorship
0: here. going. You know, so anyway, you're, a, just... you're a bookstore. We read things, yeah. yeah.
1: So anyway, they're they're continuing on. The class is continuing on, touring around uh, Paris, right? Going to bookstores. So they had a, you know, we we don't get the the whole kind of gist of the day, but.
2: Oh, Put everything on the gram as well. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. So yeah,
1: they're And then at night, that night they kind of sneak off to an alcove uh, in the hotel to make out, and,
2: and they get the caught by the
0: teachers. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then it's the teachers' time. Oh, so cute.
0: I like this bit with the teachers, um, where it's this. You know, we're looking. And maybe it's different for me uh, than it would be for you because I'm reading this as as an adult, and so like this this main story is about these young people finding love and learning about themselves and everything else. And the way these teachers kind of gradually kind of come together is a reminder that like love or or inter attraction isn't just the realm of the young.
1: That's right. Yeah. Right,
0: that it can happen to anyone at any time. Um, and again, as you said at the beginning, they're in the, the city of love. That's right, yeah. Um, and I just think it's really sweet, these, these two guys who...
1: Well, there's a, there's another component here, too, in the sense, so, you know, the, the teachers catch Nick and Charlie making out, yeah. they send him off to bed, Yeah. Uh, and then, the so Charlie's teacher, so the teacher from Truham, Mr. Ajayi, or something like that, um, you know, he said, oh, they're clearly dating, and, you know, Mr. Farouk from the Higgs school is kind of like, really? I, you know, I didn't know. He's
2: actually also at Truham now. He's, oh, wait, that's later in the book, but he teaches the next year at Truham. Okay.
1: Anyway, so and then we come to find out that Mr. Farouk didn't really come to terms with his sexuality until kind of much later. So he didn't he when didn't he realize was, it. Yeah.
2: Like kind of in his 20s, like early 20s and he's 26, so it yeah. wasn't wasn't even that long ago. It's a new thing for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we get just another kind of facet of, you know, how these things can develop. Uh, anyway, so they. Kind but again, of start... that message
0: being like, it, it, "There's never a wrong way, and That's it's right. never too late." Yeah, and it's right? never too
1: late, which I think I think he actually says that line, like, "It's never too late to yep. have these kind of experiences," right? Uh, so they're kind of they're kind of flirting with each other. A little yeah, bit and there, it's
2: you know? it's like you flirting with me. Like, like,
0: maybe. maybe.
2: <laughs> anyway, it's time to go back to the room. So.
0: Yeah. Paris Day Six.
2: Tara's birthday. There will be alcohol at the party. Darcy will get it.
1: Yeah. So I think is this is their last full day in Paris. Uh, and so the teachers kind of make this little announcement that, you know, they know it's Tara's birthday and that it's their last day. So they're okay kind with Kind of having... mingle
0: between rooms, have a little party. Yeah. Okay, but no alcohol.
1: A little party, yeah, um, but keep it respectful and no alcohol, uh, or there will be dire consequences, right, if they have alcohol
2: and Darcy's like a challenge yeah.
1: <laughs> she's kind of like challenge accepted like where are you gonna get out she's like well you'll see you'll see
2: you'll see yeah. I have it already so
1: yeah Darcy's on a mission our little burgeoning alcoholic uh, is on a mission to get some some booze for this party um, anyway so there's some texting and stuff happening there they're still kind of touring around enjoying Paris uh, and then we cut to that evening yeah. So proper. <laughs> so they're getting ready for the party. Um, Charlie is yet again borrowing one of Nick's uh, hoodies. Uh, and Nick teases them about, you know, hey, am I going to get that one back? And that leads to, you know, some
0: little
2: playful
1: fighting.
0: We get a dimples reference.
2: Praise for the dimples.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, they start making out again. And it gets a little little hot and heavy.
2: And then Nick just kind of like drops them and is like, we got to go to Tara's party now. And it's like, man. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, they these two are, are fairly innocent, you know. You, even though they're, you know, they have that attraction and they're making out, they, they they definitely are not in any hurry to move anything uh, along um, quicker than they're comfortable with. Well,
0: right? yes and and, and you no. Know, I think they're very good at knowing how to stop things um but i i i i do think that it's a conscious stopping right it's not that there's no desire there it's very oh, yeah, much a sure we're uh, we're not i'm not ready for this yet because i don't think they've had the have they had the conversation yet no i think that
1: happens a little bit later yeah um because after the party there's kind of a sleepover that happens yeah and then nick and charlie get the their their room to themselves so
0: at this point they're both sort of independently act like they have the attitude of i'm not ready for this yet but they haven't really admitted that to each other that's right right
1: so anyway, they, they're
2: they, at the party.
0: Yeah,
1: they the party, you know, everybody's having fun. They're it's alcohol time. Darcy rolls in with her bottle of French vodka. Obvious, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, <laughs> like she, that. is it gross? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so she, uh, she gives them some booze. Uh, and then we, we get a little kind of uh peek here that, you know, Charlie's never had alcohol before. And Nick. Uh, you know, says his mom, lets him have a beer, you know, at Christmas or something like that, and then they both have the alcohol, and cle- <laughs> clearly they're not enjoying it yeah. very much. Yeah, there's some some rather pained expressions. Vodka is not
0: the way to go, I don't think. Rockaberry Cooler was my first experience. <laughs> I mean, she
2: put like a little bit in like a lemonade. Yeah, so I don't feel like lemonade's even the best. For vodka, it's great.
0: Lemon, any yeah. citrus fruit and vodka, lemonade and vodka, brilliant.
2: Know, so, I don't know why <laughs> that's
0: good. That. Why do you think Mike's hard lemonade is a thing? Like yeah. Ayla knows nothing of this,
1: thank god. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they uh they, they don't really like it, uh, and then uh, they go kind of back into the party. Uh, oh, and so, very... yeah, so they were hanging out just on the balcony, yeah. so they were not in the room. Um, and you know, they're, they're drinking their drink and making their comments anyway. So they, they stumble in off the balcony, um, and everybody's all at the door and they're like, Hey, what's going on? And who is out in the hall, but our friend potentially Harry.
0: Yeah.
2: He's like, I want to say sorry for like what happened at the cinemas. like my family's quite a bit like, you know, homophobic. So that kind of passed on to me, but I didn't mean any of it. So I'm sorry or whatever.
1: Well, and one of the key things here is he says, I don't, I'm not going to say shit like that anymore. Like he has realized kind of where he's come from in in terms of his family and that, that, you know, he addresses them as homophobic, um, which, you know, good on him, um, to kind of make that realization and, and to, you know, take that stand of going, Hey, I'm not going to do that anymore. I realize I fucked up and that it was wrong, you know, which is great. Uh, but nevertheless.
2: Pops off and is like.
0: Before we get to Charlie popping off, I do want to say that, because I think this is where the art really speaks, as, as simple as it is. If you look at his face in these panels where he's apologizing, but he's smiling through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he is patting himself on the back for the apology and is honestly not remorseful. Hmm. I okay. feel like he's, he's doing what he thinks is the right thing, but he's more impressed with himself for doing it than he is remorseful.
1: Sure, I mean he is a rich kid, so I think yeah tracks. But <laughs> and I
0: I I think if he was legitimately remorseful and and Charlie got the sense of that, that Charlie's response it. here yeah. would have been maybe different. It would have been more like what Nick's was with Nick's friends earlier. Um,
1: yeah, because when they when they came to Nick, they were they certainly were you know in a different air. Yeah. of you know we're truly sorry and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I I I see that. Um, but I think for Harry you know, kind of given his, his upbringing and his, uh, you know, his, his family and that kind of stuff, I still think it's a a step in the right direction. Sure. And that we'll potentially see some good things from him later on. But yeah, certainly right now, um, not, not everything that, you know, Charlie wanted to hear. Um, and certainly he's not ready to forgive at the moment.
0: And And I, does, does somebody want to read these lines from Charlie? Because I absolutely love these.
1: This is quite the speech here that Charlie gives.
2: He's like, what do you want from us? Forgiveness? Well done. You said all that homophobic stuff to me, but it's okay because you're sorry. I'm glad you realized the error of your ways, but it's not my job to give you a gold star. People like you made my life hell last year, and I shouldn't have to forgive anyone for any of it. You don't get to ambush me into forgiving you in front of everyone. One sorry doesn't make up for all the things that you said. So congrats on your incredibly difficult realization that gay people actually do have feelings and have a nice life. And then he shuts the door in his face.
0: And cheers erupt
2: from and, the
1: crowd.
0: And that's that's another good point too the whole the, the whole I message from Charlie that like you're doing this in front of everybody intentionally. You're trying to make yourself look good. But again, when, um, when Nick's friends did it, that was a private moment. They came to Nick privately and were like, listen, man. And, and in this case, Harry is making a scene of it, I think, intentionally.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. And I again, I think you know, being the rich, spoiled kid, I, you know, I don't know if he knows another way to do it. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like not to excuse his behavior or or his approach to, to this, but you know, like he is in that boat of like, I think learning how to be a good human being, right? You know, he wasn't. Yeah. yeah. uh, And so he, he's still got a long way. He's not there yet, obviously. And, you know, good on Charlie for, for taking that stance and, and, you know, really letting him know that this isn't good enough, yeah. right? And this is not how you do this. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think, I'm hopeful anyway, that in, in later books we'll see maybe Harry um, change. Because, I mean, that that's another kind of facet of this story is, you know, some of these people that, that grew up in a world where they were taught to hate or that, you know, this is not natural or whatever it is, right? You know, how do they kind of break out of that, you know? And, and, and so, you know, there's again, not a right or wrong way necessarily to do that aside from continuing to learn and to grow and to get better. Right. So. Yeah. Which is certainly what I,
0: what I hope Harry's arc will turn out to be. Right. And he
1: certainly started on that path. Yeah. Um, You know, I think the, the defending them at the Eiffel Tower, you know, the coming to apologize at least, you know, maybe he didn't do it the right way, but the fact that he's trying to do it at all is some good potential growth
0: from Harry. So we, what do we have uh, sort of Nick and, um, I guess, Nick just checking in with Charlie after all that to be like, you know, are you okay after all that? Like, that was intense. Yeah, it was pretty intense. And it, he seems good. Like, it seems good that he's, like, gotten that off his chest.
2: And then it's time for Truth or Dare. Yeah. Any high school party has to have a Truth or Dare or a Spin the Bottle su- tor- type of situation. Yeah, Always. I like how-
1: well, they incorporate True. the spin the bottle into the truth or dare. Well, yeah.
2: actually how you do truth or dare. There's two, di- like, there's the usual, like, when it's just, like, a small group where you just ask each other. But when it's, like, a larger group of people, you have to use a bottle to make it easier. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, who knows who goes next? We used to use lawn darts, but they don't let them <laughs> anymore. But you throw the lawn dart at the other kid's head. Your turn. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so Truth or Dare starts off kind of tame, you know, take your sock off with your teeth or whatever. And then it starts to get a little oh, more yeah. interesting.
2: And then they ask Tao, and Tao's like, oh, definitely a truth. And the question is, have you ever kissed anyone in this room? And obviously, Elle is also there. So he says yes. And they're like, oh, my God. And he's like, that was a part of the question, guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then Stick it's the Charlie's turn, and he takes a dare. He's brave, so he takes a dare. And they dare him to kiss James, who claims he's straight, uh, you know, he's not gay, but he'll do it for the dare. Uh, but Charlie backs out saying, and he's sitting right beside Nick, right? So, right. you know, like he's sitting right beside his boyfriend. Um, they're still not out to everyone yeah. at this point, right? So he's kind of like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to kiss some random dude yeah. right in front of, and they're literally like face by face sitting next to each other, right? Because James has Climbed over to Charlie uh, at this point. And so he's like, no, I don't really want to do that. And Nick's kind of like, you know, uh, seems seems kind of okay with it. Yeah. But, you know, anyway, so this now... Now he decides to take a truth. That's right. And then someone asks who gave him the love bite. Uh, And he says someone on this trip and, oh, that's not a good answer. And now people kind of start to get involved a little bit saying like, hey, you know, you can't do, someone might get accidentally outed. Yep. Uh, you know, we got to be careful here. And then people are like, well, you know, why can't we have secrets if we're playing Truth or Dare? <laughs> it's a fair point. At, at which point Nick kind of pipes up and says, you know, I know who it was and the room goes quiet and Nick comes out in front of yeah. him. He says, "It's me. Yeah. We're, we're dating." And he he grabs Charlie's hand. And like
0: that's just a really really lovely page that you know that I'm reminded of here. They they, they grab each other's hand, and and Nick says, "We're dating."
2: There's also a bunch of flowers around them. Which also is a adorable. bunch of flowers. I love all yeah.
0: the
1: little doodles. And this prompts a slew of questions from the crowd. Some people saying, "Oh, I you know I knew it." Oh my god! And you know how long? And so there's like this this whole back and forth. Yeah, and then I think some of Nick's friends ask, like, "Hey, do you want us to keep this a secret?" Uh, to which Charlie says, "No, like we're I think we're, we're cool. okay. Like I think this is this is time." Uh, at which case uh, or at which point, Darcy is now
2: <laughs> kind of ill.
1: The from... vodka hits her, and she's yep. like, "Oh, oh, feels so good." You know? To at which point they run to the teachers. Like this is weird. I mean, I I don't know what kind of high school kids would drink and then like oh i'm feeling sick let's go run to the teachers like because
2: there's no one else it's like late at night and you just aren't. go and vomit yeah
1: just go puke and rally but anyway this is stuff they'll learn <laughs> They'll that stuff they'll learn yeah. <laughs> anyway so they run they, to the teachers they
2: covered it up with food poisoning okay she just said she's feeling ill she doesn't yeah the bottle isn't with her anymore it's fine that's right
1: yeah uh they so bury anyway, the evidence yeah uh and so You know, Mr. Farouk is skeptical, like food poisoning, really. Uh, And then she pukes, Darcy pukes on Mr. Farouk's bed. uh, So they kick everyone else out, uh, and then they got to kind of deal with that.
2: It's Mr. Ajahi's bed, actually. Oh, okay. Anyway.
0: Details.
2: That's for later in the book. Yeah.
1: Well, one of their beds is out of commission, which which helps later on uh, with their story. Uh, Anyway, so now the party's kind of over. Um, and there's a little sleepover that's going to be arranged. So Tao and Alad are going to be staying in the big giant room. Uh, and so Nick and Charlie will have their room all to themselves. So they kind of, they head over there to their room and they're, you know, again, just playful with each other.
2: Like we came out to an entire room of schoolmates.
1: Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. Yeah. Uh and yeah so hey are you still feeling okay about it um you know I I, I feel you know there Nick I think says I feel good or I'm I'm okay with it um and yeah so then they you know start making out again uh and yeah they they stare at the bed so there's kind of you know one bed that they could potentially share Charlie kind. Jumps in the bed and then Nick uh, says, oh, that's my side and jumps in and they're wrestling around and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I think we get to um, an- another conversation here about, you know, how far they're willing yeah. to go or that they, they're they yeah. ready to go. And there's some serious embarrassed faces here as well.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, they're getting hot and heavy. They're making out. Um, Charlie says, is this okay? Um, Nick sort of in a shaking voice is like uh, yes um and and Charlie is just sort of making sure that didn't sound very sure um and Nick is like I'm sorry uh, I like it I just I don't I don't think I'm ready to do anything more than kissing yet and Charlie's like more than kissing like
1: and also with a like embarrassed kiss yeah like, as like well.
0: Like, 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 he are was we like... even considering that and he's like no no me neither I wasn't I wasn't thinking we would do that right now but I also think with that the, the the blushing. I think both of them are thinking of it, right?
1: Well, they're certainly thinking of they're it. They're thinking about like, it.
0: Like they don't want to do it, but it is definitely in their brain. That's right. right? Yeah, yeah.
1: They they see it as as a potential thing that could potentially yeah. happen, but they're they're both certainly not ready for that.
0: And so, you know, they they both kind of at the same time say that they, you know, eventually want to. Yeah, I do want to. I mean, eventually. Yeah, same. Um but, which is where this yeah, sort of... I'm not ready. No, yeah. me neither.
1: Um, and then Charlie has the thing of like, you know, even if you're never ready, like, I'm fine with, you know, like, just kind of placating him a little really bit. Do it. You do it, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is something to say now. It, that may not always be the case in a relationship. For
2: sure. Which is the, the best option is always to be like, only if you want it to consent.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: Consent is sexy. Consent
1: guys. is key. Yeah, uh, and then they say, "Oh, well, kissing's still fine, right?" Yeah, yeah. and uh, and, and so they, they do. They yeah, they make out until they fall asleep. Yeah. All right, and oh, okay, so now now we back, we flash back to uh, Tara and Darcy with the teachers, uh, and Mr. Farouk seems to have softened a little bit, right? So he's kind of like. Hey, just uh, a
2: big answer Yeah, head.
1: he's kind of like, well, you can't get in trouble if you if it was just food poisoning, right? And they're like, oh yeah, I guess. Not. So, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, and uh, so they take off. Darcy apologizes for ruining Tara's birthday, and she's like, oh, you didn't ruin it, and. You know,
0: oh, pardon me, <laughs>
1: Jesus. Uh, so she apologizes and she's like, Oh, you didn't ruin anything, and um, uh, you know, I still love you even if you smell like you're sick. And she, you know, she kisses her while she smells of throw up and all that kind of thing. Uh, and then we flash to Tau and Al, uh, they're kind of uh, canoodling a little bit.
2: There's a little panel where it's Sahar, she's sleeping. She's a side character. And she fell asleep reading, and the book is actually Radio Silence, which is the one with Alad.
1: Right. And then it, it flashes to Alad out on the balcony, just kind of listening to, to music uh, on his little you know, music player. Uh, and then we flash back to the teachers who are drinking what looks like some wine or something on their last They would need event.
0: it after that. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, so they they've gotten some room service or something like that. Uh Mr. Ajayi is like, Well, I suppose I should get some new okay. sheets. Yeah. And uh, and then Mr. Farouk's like, Well, wait a minute, you, you maybe don't need to. You, you can, can just sleep share over in here. my bed and they exchange looks and then uh they they head off to uh to the single bed. Yep. Yep. They kiss. They kiss. They yeah. kiss. Yeah. And then it
2: kind of fades the the panels fade. Perhaps
0: down. inappropriate for a work relationship. <laughs> yeah uh and, and then
2: we it cuts back to nick and charlie and they're like i want to stay up all night and then cut to five minutes later they're, they're sleeping passed yeah passed out I
0: feel that at the, my age <laughs> <laughs> and then we're on the bus back right yeah so this is their their last day in paris or their their day where they got to travel back uh so they're on the bus They're fielding some questions about whether or not they're dating.
1: Yeah. So one of the things they talked about before they fell asleep was like, do you think this is going to be all over town or, you know, everybody's going to know, is it going to, you know, when we come to school in September, is everybody going to know everything? And and Charlie's like, yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) And so immediately on the bus, there's people talking to them and, you know, like it's clearly out, Uh, you know, which makes sense. Like, you know, anything interesting gets gossiped around in in high school. Right. Uh, So uh, it's it's clearly made its way all all across the all across the the group there that's on the trip. Uh, so yeah, they got some questions they're fielding and uh, they head back to. Well, Char- England.
2: Charlie's like, because getting so many questions, like, oh yeah, that's so cool. You guys are so cute together. And he's like, am I a cool kid now? And Nick's like, <laughs> no, you'll always be a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is when the entire Facebook. They're like, yeah. at least we don't have to make some cringy Facebook announcement and Nick's like, you you don't want to change our relationship status on Facebook? Wow, guess I've been internet dumped. <laughs> yeah.
1: Alright. Uh, so they, they get home, they're meeting back up with their parents and that kind of thing. Uh, and so Charlie is on his phone uh, like doing a search for how to tell someone I love you. Uh, so, you know, what we've They've been kind of dancing around uh, at a few different points through the book. Meanwhile, Nick is in the car with his mom and he's doing some searching, uh, just yeah. kind of looking through pictures and stuff. And yeah. he sees a few photos where, you know, there's, there's basically uneaten food in front of, uh, Charlie. Uh, and then he taps into his search eating disorders and that is the end of the book. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a mini comic as we mentioned about uh, Town L. there's also some like Instagram posts and things like that. There's uh, a view of Nick's room and Charlie's room uh, right yeah. and, and then uh, you know that's that's kind of all the little bonuses we get for uh, for this book
0: So yeah with that ending there, I do feel like we are we are moving into you know a point where the eating disorder is going to become a major plot point. Um, as well as you know this 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 struggle with you know c- confessing the depth of your feelings,
1: yeah, i mean we we kind of have this pattern now developing, so the first book ended with kind of a a cliffhanger where things were um, you know, potentially, uh, not, not good. Yeah. yeah between not them. Not good. Uh, you know, the end of the second book, things were, were great where they were, you know, are back to hunky dory and, yeah. you know, who knows what will happen now at the end of the third book, we're seeing, okay, things are maybe not great anymore. Right. There's, there's some serious stuff to deal with here, uh, in the, in the next iteration. So, you know, I think, I think my prediction for book four is that we'll, it'll probably end on a much happier note, uh, I haven't read book four, no. Oh, no. no,
2: we have it. Sorry, I thought you read it.
1: No, I haven't read it yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that pattern continues and we'll see a much happier ending at the end of book four. Uh, but certainly here, you know, we, we've gotten a, a much more detailed view of the relationship between Nick and Charlie. They've certainly um, gotten to know each other a lot better to the point where there's things that, um, they need to potentially work on, right? When we talk about, uh, eating disorders and, and other kind of mental health issues. Um, so there's some serious stuff there. Um, we've also seen a lot of the other kind of characters or relationships develop as well in this book. Um, you know, both, both good and bad, but mostly good, I think, uh, for most of those other relationships. So, uh, but certainly some serious stuff to, to deal with uh, when we look into the next. Uh,
0: yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, Volume four ended in kind of a darker place. Hmm. Um,
2: it also kind of start. It is like about that darker place.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: Again, going back to the you know the the critical reception of this book. Um, you know, it, it deals with a lot of relationships that are um, non-hetero, um, and and certainly. You know that is something that a lot of the the people that are, are trying to ban these these types of books and these books in particular um, are certainly not comfortable with exposing their children to in the school system as as that's typically where these bans are taking place uh, are at the school system level um, in the U.S. and in, yeah. a, in other countries and um, so we can certainly see that this book um, in particular book number three that does really lay out a lot of um, great relationships um, in that sphere that you know. This I think is something that if you're in that boat, you're probably going to want to ban. Uh, And so I can I can definitely see why um, folks that are uncomfortable with uh,
0: yeah, how dare you portray these relationships as potentially healthy healthy and positive, yeah,
1: healthy positive relationships. Like we cannot have that uh, being exposed to our kids, right? So I think we can definitely see that, which is is a shame because you know I I think uh, there's lots of kids out there that you know could benefit. Honestly, the only difference
0: between, you know, a a healthy hetero relationship versus a healthy gay relationship is the genders of the people involved. Like, that's literally the only difference. That's right. Yeah. Um, Uh,
1: And, yeah, I mean, banning this uh, from kids that, you know, may need to see it or, or may... You know, may not have other avenues to see healthy relationships like this. Uh, you know, it's just it's a shame. But, um,
0: but I think we can talk more about about that when we do our live wrap up. That's right, right? Yeah. So we are we're kind of yeah, as as we alluded to, we're gonna
1: we're gonna pause our, our reading of, of Heartstopper at, at book three, and yep. we'll do a live wrap up uh, to discuss more uh, of of kind of. Those relationships, as well as the you know the the reception and the banning and that kind of stuff, uh, and when we do, I think have all six books available. Uh, yeah, we'll come we'll, back at we'll some point, back. probably
0: yeah. I guess next year, yeah, based on the publishing schedule. Um, so yeah, tell your friends
1: <laughs> September 24th, Yeah, September
0: twenty fourth, three p.m. will be live at Podbean.com. Um, we, there'll be a chat room; you can join us and chat. Uh, and you of course can call in and share your thoughts about the podcast in general or this book specifically. If you do want to call in, you do need to have a, um, a version of the Podbean app on your phone and you do need to have a headset connected to your phone, either wirelessly or wired, but we would absolutely love to hear from you.
1: Yeah. And, and as Todd said, I mean, it doesn't have to be necessarily about the book. Uh, you know, it could be something we've covered in the past. Uh, or, or maybe, uh, if you have any ideas for things we could cover in the future, um, you know, we're always open to that as well. Um, and we had, you know, we had a really good conversation with a caller last time about stuff that wasn't really related to, you know, what we were, we were talking about. So, uh, any, any interaction that you want to give us, we're, we're desperate for outside contact and uh, and further
0: discussions. Any final thoughts? (laughs)
2: I don't know. I liked it. I'm obsessed with Heartstopper, so this was fun. Father, you need to watch the second season. And I'm really excited for the live. Maybe my friend will even join, too.
0: Yeah, go harass your friends. Yeah, and, uh, get, all, get all your
1: friends to download the app and listen to the podcast.
2: I'm texting them as we speak. Excellent. Right on. Excellent. Um,
1: you know, I, I will say, just in response to the watching the show, uh, I, I did we did start watching it, my wife and I, but I tried to kind of stop and, and stick more to the books. Um, I noticed in some of our other episodes, I kept referring more to stuff happening in the show, and it can get kind of confusing. Yeah. Because uh, we are really focusing on, on the books and the art yeah. and that kind of stuff. Uh, and to, you know... I, I know Alice is involved also with the production yeah. of the show, but, but it's these, a different. These are two it's different, different things, yeah. and the stories are different. They they yeah. do diverge, uh, and different things happen. There's different characters, all that kind of stuff, right? So I wanted to try and keep it clearer in my head about you know what's actually happening For in the book sure. versus yeah. the show. So, uh, but we can certainly talk more about that if if people have watched the show, and yeah. I'm going to try and finish the the second season before we go get to our live. Episode. Oh, maybe I'll try to maybe I'll yeah. try to
0: watch the two seasons before then too, so yeah, I can chime we, in on the show. Yeah,
1: and then we can we can chat about. Is that it on as Netflix well. or? It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I think some of the differences too uh, between the book and the show are, are maybe worthy of, of comment because uh, yeah. Alice Osman is involved in you know, that production as well as an executive producer. So she, and she does have a cameo, uh, at the end of oh, the really? first season, um, in the show, and I'm not sure if she also appears in the, in the second season or not. Uh, but you know, she's, she's definitely heavily involved in the nice. production of the show, nice. uh, which may make for some interesting discussion on what changes she agreed to uh, make to the characters and the story. In that and not just agree to, I mean, yeah. the, uh,
0: it's entirely possible that she was like, I've, I've realized there's a better way to tell this yeah. part of the story That's as right. well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like,
1: cause we do get more in depth with some of the characters, yeah. um, there's additional characters and additional events and things that, that happen. And there's a few things that happen a little bit differently yeah. as well. Right. So some of the discussions and things, uh, happen a little bit differently than in the books. So yeah, some interesting. Now I'm, food now food right I'm, there. my yeah.
0: curiosity is growing
1: right on. Well, I mean, I think we got to save the rest of the discussion for
0: the live. I think you're right. Live I think broadcast. you're right. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for listening once again. Uh, we would we'll be wrapping things up here. Uh, as always, you can find more about this uh, podcast and other podcasts at blah, blahblahblahmedia.com. That's b-l-a-h 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 media.com. All the podcasts are there, as well as links to our uh, merch, links to our uh, Patreon, links to uh, just you know buy us a coffee or buy us a beer if you want to. Um, we'll even shout out your name if you if you buy us a beer. We'll say, hey, thank you, person X, for this lovely beverage.
1: And we'll probably drink it while we're
2: recording.
0: Well, we will absolutely (laughs) drink it while we're recording. And um, we'll tell you whether the beer sucks or not. That's right. That's that. I've been Todd Sullivan. I've been Peter Ammon.
2: I've been Ayla Ammon.
0: And until next time, go read a fucking book.